people are attracted to people that just have this natural aura and glow about them. People that are just authentically happy. What's up? So excited to be back here with you another week with a podcast. What's up? Hey, Takara. Hey. Listen, Takara is going to be my guest host for today. Um, we want to talk to you guys about low self-esteem. This is the thing, right? I just want to hop right in, as y'all can tell. I ain't really doing no whole lot of intro. But we want to talk to y'all about low self-esteem because, truthfully, this is one of the major things that I hear all the time that keeps women from living their best life, setting good boundaries, having great expectations. And as good as we look, if you are watching us on YouTube, we cute. You can go check us out. Like, hold on, let's pose for the people. Yeah. We don't look like what we've been through. And so sometimes when you start to see people who have platforms, you can start to think or you can lie to yourself and be like, oh, they don't know what it's like. They've never been there. No, honey, that ain't it. We've done the work. Mm -hmm. um, but before we get into this conversation, I do want to respect all of who Takara Davenport is. <laughs> Y'all going to get this bio, baby. Okay. Takara is a coach and podcaster who has made it her goal to help the frustrated professional woman develop success strategies to live her most authentic life outside of the workplace. We know y'all killing it in the workplace, but what about outside though? Okay. Mm -hmm. She believes that for far too long, women have been told that following the life formula of going to school, making good grades and getting a good job equals a successful life. Unfortunately, this formula has left many women unfulfilled and lacking critical knowledge. My guest today, my co-host, she's my co-host, okay, bridges this gap by discussing all the things that she wishes she had known surrounding self, relationships, money, and careers on her podcast. She's also the author of A Letter to My Sister. She has been using her lifetime of unparalleled life and professional experiences to take clients through her dream and core framework to assist a professional woman in creating the life that she desires and desires. Hey, Takara. Hey, she researched so me. Right? Like, don't you sound like, <laughs> sound like somebody, girl. Hello, I do, and I do, and I am. <laughs> I want to read to y'all what this thing says about self-esteem. A low self-esteem can reduce the quality of a person's life in many different ways, including negative feelings, the constant self-criticism can lead to persistent feelings of sadness, depression, anxiety, anger, shame, or guilt. Mm. That sounds pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this because you look really cute. Um, have you really dealt with low self-esteem or are you just saying this from a place of like, you know, you just want to give people some good advice or have you experienced this personally? Oh, no. I definitely dealt with low self-esteem. Um, I would say all the way up until my early 20s. I'm 40 now. Um, acne was a very big 
part of that. And that just destroyed like my entire self image of really. Cause you're saying, listen, y'all need to see this on YouTube. Now, <laughs> I did not know she was going to say that y'all need to see this on YouTube because that is one thing that I think sticks out about you, especially in person. Like your skin is gorgeous. Thank you. Look, I, I have done uh, some work, but I'm telling you, if I was to dig up a picture from me between 16 to 22, when I tell you there was no spot left unturned as far Ooh. as it came to acne, I'm, I'm talking waist up. I had like dark spots on my chest, my arms, my back, my face. Like I had acne everywhere. It was so bad that when I joined the military, like we had to get this um, a chicken pox vaccine, but they couldn't tell because they was like, well, we're not going to give it to you because you got so much acne on your arm. We don't know if like that'll be the vaccine or if it'll be the acne or like we, baby, you exempt. Okay. You exempt until we can get your acne cleared up. That's how bad really? my acne was. I did not know that. And so that brought on low self-esteem. So did you get over the low self-esteem because your face cleared up? Um, that that helped. <laughs> that <laughs> helped. That helped tremendously. But um, another thing that is just like, you know what, though? Like, people still find my character to be amazing. People still want to hang out with me. People are not avoiding me like the plague and walking across the street because I have acne people still want to converse with, I mean, I'm fun. I'm fun people. Like people still want to hang around me. So I think it was just a matter of, um, of me maturing, but even taking self-esteem to another level where you were saying that, you know, could be depression, could be this, could be that, that low self-esteem will also cause you to be in relationships you probably shouldn't be in. <laughs> oh. Girl, say that now. Listen, yeah. you talking now relationships that you shouldn't be in, spaces you shouldn't be in, situations you shouldn't be in. And that is both friendship and romantic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because low self-esteem really attacks like your value, right? Like how you see yourself, your identity. So when I don't see myself as worthy, that my standards aren't the same as they really could be or should be because mm -hmm. I don't believe that one, I'm going to get anything better. I just got to, you know, we kind of get this. I got to take what I can get mentality. And I think sometimes we end up in relationships we shouldn't be in because I think we don't show up well too does that make sense like I don't show up as my best self I already assume that people are going to mistreat me so I'm all so I don't even do good people well does that make sense mm -hmm. when you have low self-esteem sometimes you could be in a relationship with a healthy person a healthy friendship a healthy romantic relationship somebody who's healthy emotionally um that may be willing to treat you well but because you don't see yourself as deserving you can that can lead to self-sabotage and I feel like I've been on the receiving end of that. Like I have wanted to be in a relationship or close relationship with people. And because of how they saw themselves, like I didn't see them that way, but because of how they saw themselves, like they sabotaged the relationship or like distanced themselves. I feel like 2020 was the year I got dumped the most from friendships. <laughs> like, I feel like people was dumping me left and dang right. I'm like, these people don't want to be my friends. 
I'm amazing. And some of those people I've had conversations with um, post pandemic, mm -hmm. like maybe in the last year and to hear that they felt a way about themselves. And so that's why they, you know, they felt, they felt bad about themselves and my presence, not because of how they, how I treated them, but because of how they saw themselves. I was like, that's bananas that self-esteem have such an, a horrible impact on you, even around good people. Certainly bad people can take advantage, but I feel like good people. Mm -mm. I feel like I have low self-esteem. I was really, um, I don't want to say I was thin. I was always slim thick coming up, right? So I might have been a size six, but I was a thick six. I wasn't a thin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was thick with it, you know? Um, and I got pregnant young. And so I gained weight and that is where my self-esteem started to take a hit. And it was like that for a long time. And I got pregnant in like ninth grade. So I'd say probably from like age 15 for a long time. I'm really trying to think like, I feel like I didn't come. Oh, it's so sad now that I'm thinking about <laughs> how long it lasts. I feel like I didn't come to the other side of that until like 2013. Right. So I was like mm -hmm. in my 30s. So like 15 years of feeling a way about myself. And I think low self-esteem can hit us in different areas. You might feel really good about your accomplishments. And I did feel good about my accomplishments, but I did not feel good about myself, self-esteem. I did not feel good about, you know, how I looked and that showed in how I looked, mm -hmm. right? how I dressed and all of those things. And that low self-esteem really stuck to me and it did lead to depression and anxiety um, and it's actually, I know it's like, it's just the truth. If y'all know me, y'all know it's the truth. It is my time in the word that changed my life, that changed my self-esteem and how I see myself. Um, it was in studying the word of God that I got to a place where I'm like, first of all, I'm so cute. And for the record, I'm at my heaviest, like, let me not tell that lie. I've probably been like 15 pounds heavier than I am in my lifetime. But I am the weight that I am right now. I think I'm 225 pounds. That is the weight that I was at my heaviest back then. And I've been up and down for years. But that was the weight that I was at my heaviest back then. And I just felt so bad. I just mm -hmm. I could not shop. I just was a dang mess. Child. I was an absolute mess. And I'm the same weight now. And, and I say that to say, you know, I don't want anybody listening to feel like, well, of course you feel better. You know what I'm saying? Because your face is cleared up and you've got this great skin. And so the thing that made you feel bad is gone because I am still heavy as I was then. Um, 225 pounds is what I think I weighed in last time I got on the scale. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to tell you right now, you're not, nobody's cuter than me. Like that's just not a thing. <laughs> It's just not like when I use my eyes and I look in the mirror, I'll be like, okay, girl, mm -hmm. you are so cute. But how do we get here? I think that's the question, right? Like, it's great that we're here, but really and truthfully, what I'd like for us to be able to share is practical things. Like somebody's listening right now and they're trying to figure out, okay, because I hear that a lot too, like, oh, my face cleared up or I'm, you know, I lost weight or whatever, but they are still struggling with the old identity. So they still feel bad about themselves. They still are not walking with the confidence they thought they would be once their face cleared up or once the scale went down and all those things. So 
what are some of the like practical things that people can do? Yeah. And you know what, even with that, all of that too was a mindset shift, mm -hmm. honestly, with all of it, because I would say on the other side of low self-esteem is like extreme confidence. Like you hear me and Courage talking about confidence. And even to some people, our confidence can be considered cocky yeah. or it can, can be, oh, you're conceited or, you know, whatever it is like, no, I'm just extra confident in who I am now. And like you were talking about um, being in the word and you talk about it in your book. I do. It's all in your book. Um, <laughs> Plug, get the book, y'all. No, get the book for real. It is a good read. I read it. It is a good read. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I had to do was I really just had to shift as far as thinking, what is my standard of beauty? Because that was the thing that I'm like, okay, but it's not it's not an outside thing. It is it is truly an inside thing. And when I started to become more confident in who I was, I even purposely went without makeup. I said, no, I'm hiding behind makeup. I'm, I don't care if my face is in face. Hey, sometimes my face is linked I got some acne on my face right now. Oh, <laughs> boy. But even still, it's like, if I can go out here and I can represent and be my true self, people are attracted to people that just have this natural aura and glow about them. People that are just authentically happy. People that just have a cheerful countenance about them. People that say, hello. People don't really say hello anymore. Good morning. How are you? And then stop and listen. Those are the things that I did. But like I said, mindset, 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 mindset was honestly the very first thing. And then also even, you know, and this is a continuous work as well. It's not a, it's not a one and done. And so I got this book called uh, Mirror Work. And so every day I look at myself in the mirror and say, I love you. And as long as I don't feel any resistance in that, we good. Yeah. But if I feel some resistance in that, I'm like, okay, go on, go back, say it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it again. Until you can literally walk away confident, like, yes, I do love myself. Yes, I do look good. So now uh, what's her name? Victoria Monet. Oh, yes. my mama. Oh, yeah. my I look fly. I look that good. Yeah, but you know, just a little R and B mix versus a yeah. rap mix. But yeah. hey, that listen, if you got to have you a theme song, yeah. Now you know I love music, girl. You know I got a playlist for everything. <laughs> I have a um, I, I have a freaking playlist like what I want to feel sexy, get my sexy on. Mm -hmm. Um, that just makes me feel like okay, I feel so good. I have a pump me up type of playlist as well because it's like you said, sometimes you need to hear those messages. You need to be able to say that stuff to yourself. And to your point, you know. It's the way we show up, right? People are attracted. And the truth is, if you don't do the inside work, that inner work we're talking about, you don't like to hang out with you. I mean, it's as nice and as respectfully as I can. You are spending 24 hours a day with you. If you don't like yourself, why well, I want to hang out with you? I'm just, I, you are giving off I'm not a great person energy, okay? People don't have any choice but to believe you. Right. They don't know you. And if the vibe that you're giving off is that you are not great like that is or nobody's going to like me or nobody's going to want to hear what I have to say or not, whatever. People are going to be judging me. People can feel that energy that you are putting off. And I think that it's important for you to do that inner work, getting in the mirror. 
doing that mindset stuff, I think it is, um, it's so important. I know I keep coming back to this, but it's because it is truly like, how do you change your mind? Because I know somebody's thinking that right now, like, okay, mm -hmm. it's mindset, but if I could just change my mindset to Cara and courage, I would, first of all, don't come for us. We're just trying to help you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to help y'all, okay? I think that mindset starts with, when you're talking about changing your mindset, it is an ongoing work. And I think it is something that you have to be painstakingly intentional about until things change, mm -hmm. because a lot of the thoughts that you have about yourself are repetitive thoughts. They talk about like we have like so many hundreds of thousands of thoughts a day and 80 percent of them are negative and 80 percent of those are repetitive. So you're thinking this thing over and over. It's not enough for you to listen to this podcast and say, oh, tomorrow I'm going to look in the mirror and say, I love myself. And that's it. You need to be looking and at messages, hearing messages and changing the way you speak about yourself, grabbing hold of those negative thoughts and replacing them with positive thoughts and the truth about who you are. And I feel like for the believer, that starts with the word of God, um, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Listen, you need to look at different translations because there was one translation that was like, I'm a marvelous work. I was like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. That hit my soul different. I know I'm a beautiful, you know, wonderfully made. I know I didn't hurt that fearfully and wonderfully made. That's good. I didn't hurt that a hundred times. But I'm a marvelous work. I'm like, marvelous masterpiece? I was like, oh, hold up. That hit my soul a little different. Taking those verses and turning them into affirmations and saying those things. Because truthfully, doing those affirmations and saying them out loud, speaking to the lie that you continue to tell yourself, that's the thing that's going to help you to shift your mindset. It doesn't just move on its own, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just going to move on its own. Now, outside of the mirror work, were there other people, influencers, um, podcasts, anything else that you consume that helped you or that helps you right now to deal with um, and to keep low self-esteem at bay, like to keep your confidence up? Oh, of course. Um, so as of right now, I listen to like, I'm like overboard on mindset and neuroscience now. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, when you were talking, the thing that instantly came up to me was Rachel Luna's book, Permission to Offend. Yes. And what she was saying is, all right, when the negative thoughts come to me, I tell my mind, you know what? I would prefer to have more positive thoughts. Thank you. Give me something else. Like you can, like, it's literally all self-talk. Um mm -hmm about that. Like there's even things that I think about negatively sometimes. And I'm like, mm -mm, cancel that. Give me something else. Give me something more positive. Come on. Come on, brain. You can do it. Bring it on back to me. But then it's also been proven that for one negative thing that said, you need to hear something positive to replace it like seven times Yeah, somewhere wow. around there. So what I actually started doing is you taught me this. So when we do our, our, our day in the life, like, what does life look like? What does yeah. this look like? What's this? What's that? So I actually recorded that. And I play that every single morning before my feet even touch the ground. And so I play mm -hmm. that every day about what is my day in a life? What does this look like? And then I close my eyes. Hopefully I don't close them too long. But I close my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I envision it. Like, I really try to bring every single last one of those feelings in. And I notice now, and I, I had to think about it this morning, every move that I make, I'm getting closer and closer to that day in the life. So when, so an example, very simple example is um, in the day of the life, I talk about, 
I talk about cooking and I talk about having open windows with the kitchen being open to the living room and there being a space outside that's covered. That was important, covered, <laughs> where we could eat. And so this house is not exactly like the house that I envisioned and I just moved here. But this house has two ovens. Okay, I guess the Lord really want me to cook. I mean, I did ask him to bring the joy I had back in cooking. He funny like that. So yes, he gave me two ovens. And I signed up for a library card the other day. And as a treat, the lady gave me two cookbooks. Okay? Okay. So, <laughs> so but then, but the layout of this kitchen is open to the living room. And I have a patio that is a covered not as large as I envisioned, but it is a covered deck. And I'm like, wow, I am literally getting a little bit closer and a little bit closer to the day in the life. I absolutely love that. So let me just break this down because we, we didn't tell this. So for the Boulder morning routine um, and anytime I'm doing like goal setting. So I'm a pastor, yes, but I'm also a coach, right? And so we do a lot of strategy and things like that in my programs. And one of the things that I tell my clients to do right from the jump is to really write out this detailed vision of a day, any day that you want in the life of your future self. Like if the Lord were to bless me with everything that I wanted, what would one of those days look like? So I'm living that life. It would not look like you describing it. It would not look like you saying, um, I just, you know, I just, um, I have this many, it wouldn't be your stats. You know what I'm saying? It would be like a diary. It would be like a diary entry. So this morning I got up in the kitchen and it's so great. I absolutely love this house. And then the description of the house would be like a back, would be like background information. Right. But the point of the story that you would be writing this day in the life of, it is a day in the life of your future self. And the purpose of that is to help you to see that one, some of the goals you have probably don't even matter. Truthfully, some of the stuff we said, not that big a deal. When we think about this grand scheme of things, it's like, I didn't even write that down. So I'm over here wasting my time doing that. So that's one of the things, but two, it's so that you can start to see yourself as God sees you, because the vision that you've been given is one that's from God, right? When the word of God talks about writing the vision to make it plain, that vision is not a human vision. It's not a vision that you concocted, even though we sometimes think, think that it is. This is a revelation. God has revealed to you a piece of what he has for you in the future. And so like writing that out allows you to start to own and walk into being that person. It teaches your mind subconsciously, like, oh, now I'm making decisions based on this. That's why affirmations work. It's not just like frou-frou. I just love the way God is, like the way he's created us. Affirmations work in a way that it, it actually starts to create grooves in your brain. Right now you have these grooves in your brain that are, that's why it's easy. You don't even have to think about thinking negatively about yourself. It's second nature, ain't it? I'm too, whatever. I'm not enough, whatever. I wish I had more, whatever, right? Like all of these things play out without you doing anything. Well, those are habitual thoughts, right? And so now you have to create these new grooves that are going to send you to a new place and writing a day in the life of like what she's talking about. If you start to do that about yourself and how you see yourself and the types of relationships that you have, you will begin to walk in that way. I can't tell you how it works, but just like I can't tell you how a, you know, DVD player works or how, 
you know, Spotify works. I can tell you how to use it though, how to get the end result that you want. I don't really know the technology behind how does Netflix work. I have no idea, <laughs> but I can tell you to push that button on that remote control and scroll and click and keep it moving, right? And that's what we're telling you here. We don't know, I don't know how it works. We don't know how it works, but we are telling you that it absolutely um, works. The things that I taught, you know, the vision thing, it's what I did. And I started to do that. I got that idea. Um, honestly, I've been trying to act like I have all these great ideas, but I don't have a lot of good ideas. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that don't be my good ideas. I mostly be getting this, these good ideas and strategies. I be getting them from the Bible, low key. Um, so there's this part in Joshua where, um, or maybe it's in Deuteronomy, like towards the end or something. I don't really know where you can Google it and find out where God is like, write this down and then read it in the hearing of Joshua. And I used to be like, I used to just think, okay, so why does Joshua need to hear this thing? And it's because like, we need to hear the messages of who we are and what God has done in and through us. And like, there is something that happens when we are in the hearing of something. And so I'm like, okay, so what is it that I need to hear about myself? so that I am equipped. What is it that I need to hear about myself? And instead of waiting for somebody to say it, say it to yourself in the mirror, on a recording, listening to it daily. I I did not know this, that you recorded this. Now, how long have you been listening to that? How long? Yes. Ooh, um, maybe about a year. Shut up. Mm -hmm. That is so good, Sakara, that's good. <laughs> now, see. <laughs> <laughs> you about to make me set my game up. I, need to <laughs> um, I went to this uh, this conference, a summit. I went to this summit, and um, they spoke this prophetic word over me, which they encouraged us to record, and I recorded. And I listened to that, and it is sometimes makes me cry. Sometimes I'm like, but what? Like what? You know what I mean? And I listened to that, but I have never thought to record my vision and read it my day in the life of and listen to that girl. Yeah. And it's in listen, your own voice. I'm doing that this week. This <laughs> week. Okay. I'm telling y'all right now, I'm doing that this week. I'm going to take some time. Probably today, this podcast drops on Wednesday. Wednesday is my day of silence and solitude. It doesn't mean that I don't talk. It means I don't talk to people. I talk to the Lord all day long. Um, and so I'm probably going to write out my vision with the Lord on Wednesday and record it. So by the time this comes out, I'm going to bend the copy Jew girl. See, this is, what, this is what I'm talking about. I think, um, I think another thing that really plays a part in, or that helps support you. Here's the thing. I just, I want to go back real quick. If y'all are note takers and y'all are like, y'all are all over the place. Let me just go back real quick. If you need to overcome low self-esteem, the first thing we're saying is that it starts with you. This is, this is an inside job. It's called self-esteem. Cat Williams did this um, joke one time. He was like, some girl came up to him and was like, Cat, I heard y'all. <laughs> I was at y'all show and you made me feel bad about myself. He was like, what? She was like, yeah, you made me feel bad about myself. You gave me low self-esteem. He was like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Self-esteem is how you feel about yourself. 
<laughs> like, he ain't lying. He probably did say something rude, but he is telling the truth. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. what anybody else thinks of you. It is about how you feel about yourself. And so there's this inside job. It's an inside job. There's this inner work. Um, I say start in the word to do this inner work and find out who you are. Start to write these affirmations and say out loud what it is that you know to be true about yourself now. And then start showing up as that person even before you feel like that person, mm -hmm. even before you feel like you're so cute, start showing up like you are so cute, even before you feel like you are worthy of friends, right? Before, because it, it's not a feeling, right? I'm going to talk about my mindset and then I'm going to put something in motion. I'm going to do something. So it's an inside job. going to start with my mindset and then I'm going to show up differently. I think another thing that is really um, supportive in this journey, because it's an ongoing process, once you've gotten the mindset and you've decided, I want to overcome this, I have a choice of how I see myself and I no longer want to see myself in a way that keeps me from pursuing my purpose. I think relationships are huge, right? Evaluating some of those relationships because mm -hmm. unfortunately, there are some relationships that only flourish because you felt bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's family included. And that's, it's, I'm here to tell y'all the truth. And sometimes that's family included. When you felt a certain way and you behaved a certain way because of how you saw yourself, it was like, that is how they identified you and they were cool with that, right? And so now that you're trying to do something new and you're talking to yourself in a different way, everybody's not going to be supportive of that, but it's so important for you to find relationships that are, did you, did you find that's true for you too? Oh yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> Wrote a whole book about it. <laughs> oh, a big sister's guide to dating and relationships. Yes, a letter, a letter to, to my sister. sister. Mm. Listen, be sure to get this book. I know we haven't talked about it a lot, but as you can see, she's a woman full of wisdom. So make sure you check this out on her website, Takara.com, spelled like her name, T-A-C-C. A-R-R-A.com. And don't worry, it's going to be in the show notes in the description. So you can just scroll on down and click and get right there. Okay. Um, no, I totally agree. Um, relationships were huge for me. People who could see the greatness in me, who were excited about me. And I stopped going to places. I started to pay attention, right? That's what you got to mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. I ain't saying cut nobody off. I'm saying um, <laughs> start taking some notes though. You know what I'm saying? Pick up your little notepad and next time you go to that barbecue, get that pen out and be like, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. I see how they said that. Mm -hmm. Take some notes. And I started to take note, not so much of people who didn't treat me well, but I started to take note of people who seemed to genuinely be excited to see me and about me. Um, who always had words of encouragement for me that were celebrating my wins with me and encouraging through my losses, things like that. People who did not encourage negative self-talk about myself or my situation. I started to look for that, not so much looking for who didn't do it. I was looking for who was doing it so I could give them more time, right? And you only have so much time in your day and your week. So if you start giving more time to the people who make you feel like that and seeking those people out, you don't even have to worry about the other people because you, you ain't going to have time for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a journaler. 
And I, I read through all of my journals that I had and I noticed like a consistent theme. Um, I, don't, I don't remember what comedian it was, but it was like a habitual line stepper. And I'm looking <laughs> through my journal and I'm like, every single time they overstep the line, but it's like, you're so busy trying to keep the peace that you really don't pay much attention. And then it's like, that's why I encourage people to journal because then you can read. It's almost like you can read it back to yourself and you'd be like, now nah, do that make sense? That don't make no sense. Why would you even allow somebody to do that? So journaling for me was a big thing with that. But even when you were talking about the Bible, I mean, we can go back now to Gideon, where the Lord was like, mighty warrior. And he said, yeah. ooh, ooh. <laughs> that I am the lowest yeah. of them all. I yeah. am the lowest. And it's like, that's what we have to be careful of too. Because while we're like, I am the lowest of the low, God is saying, mighty warrior. Like, let's just hold on to that. And then as the story of Gideon progresses, he does eventually take hold of that. Like, yes. Yes. Yes, I am. I am. Let me talk to God and ask him, what do you want me to do next? Okay. You said it. That's what we're going to do. And so you have to go back in the word as well. Read some of these examples because ain't nobody start off confident. David mm -hmm. didn't start off confident either. Right. Nobody even considered him. So go back and read. Cause these are some great stories for you to read and yes. get you some motivation. They really are because it's like it's we say this all the time. Oh, it's the same God. It's the same God. But are we looking at the lives of people? That was my favorite thing to do in the beginning when I first started studying my word and I started studying my word because I was suicidal because I left my home on a day to end my life. And the Lord sent Olivia Hayward. Shout out to Olivia Hayward. Um to come and find me. And I was like, and this is before GPS, this is before find my location, share my location, before all of that. So when she pulled up in that parking lot, I was like, how'd you find me? I left my apartment walking. So how in all the streets that you could have gone on did you come here? After I got that like wink, like, okay, maybe the Lord is really like looking out for me or looking for me. I started to study the word to get to know God. And it is where I found myself. And the thing that I loved when I first started studying were stories, because mm -hmm. I feel like it's a lot of deep stuff. When I started, I'm like, I don't know what these people talking about in this Bible. <laughs> like it just didn't make any sense. I'm like, this is not for me. Um, but looking at like the lives, somebody's experience, looking at the experience of Abraham, when he told Abraham he was going to be the father of many nations. And he's like, I'm old. My wife old. We ain't had no kid. It's past the time of having kids. And having children was a sign of honor. So I'm sure that Sarah had some low self-esteem, that he might have even had some low self-esteem looking at himself and saying, you know, what type of man am I? I don't even have an heir from my own loins. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Looking at all those stories and what God did in and through them because they were who he said they were before they got any of the promises that he made them. I'm like, okay, so no matter what I've been through, like who I am right now is based on who God says I am. That will just change you up. And back to what you said about journaling. Listen, if you don't have a journal, please get your life together. Get you one. I don't even know what you're doing with your life if you don't have a journal. I prefer something super cute, but it does not have to be cute. It can be like a 
little, you know, spiral. It can be one of those composition notebooks. That right there just irks my spirit personally. Um, my spirit just rejects that immediately because <laughs> it's given elementary school vibes. But if that doesn't bother you, you can get any type of journal you want. You can make anything a journal. And it's like you said, when you start journaling and you go back to reflect, it is the thing that allows you to catch your patterns of thinking. Um, I have this program that I that I created and I also do it myself every year. I don't really talk about it. I should probably promote it more. Uh, it's the courageous tribe. It's really good. It really is good, which is why I do it every year. Um, and basically you get an email every single day and it gives you like a journal prompt or it tells you a verse to look up or something like that. And even though I do it every year, it's the same verse. It's the same journal prompt. I'm different every year. Um, there's this activity the first couple days that tells you to write out the top 10 lies. Sakara, I did that three years straight. And then I just started like looking back. Um, a lot of the lies changed, which is good. That means that I had grown through some, but that number one lie, it was still the exact same three years running. Um, and basically it boiled down to me feeling unworthy. I might've said it differently all three years, but it was basically the same thing. Like, I feel like I'm too much or I, I'm not or I'm not worth the trouble. Right. I think I was like, I'm not worth the trouble. I'm a burden. And then the third year I were, um, I'm unworthy of like good things or whatever. And so I'm like, oh, I was just curious. I was just curious. I wonder what I put those other three years. And I went and looked. It was like, wait a minute. Wait, a, I done wrote that every year. I wouldn't have had that revelation and I would have, I don't think that I would have recognized it. Even if somebody had asked me, I would have been like, no, that's mm -hmm. not my number one lie. I don't feel unworthy. Well, clearly you do because you wrote it down as number one <laughs> three times. And with that journaling, it's allowed me to see that negative pattern. Um, I feel like journaling also allows you to see your growth, right? Maybe you're not where you want to be. But you can start out writing your thoughts and your feelings and the repetitive things that you think about yourself and how you're showing up. And as you begin to do some of this work that we're encouraging you to do, which is getting in your word, affirmations, paying attention to your surroundings, journaling your thoughts, um, showing up intentionally um, as like putting your best self forward. As you start to do those things regularly, then you'll start to see your change over time. Um, I, there was this lady that I watched that I watch now, um, too. I absolutely love her. Her name is Jesse Diaz. Her Instagram is, um, curves with moves. Listen, she's plus size. She's little, she's bite size and plus size. <laughs> <laughs> and she thick. And she is like this dance I, when I first found her on social media, she was like this dance positive, body positive thing. Mm -hmm. And she had these, Jesse, I love you. But baby had on these grandma underwear on this Instagram, okay? <laughs> and she, <laughs> they were like, I don't know what she had going on with her life. And she was like dancing and it wasn't like, it was, it's not like provocative dance, but she was like, I love my belly, my be like rubbing her belly. I love uh -huh. my arms. I love, and she's like free the jiggle. Like she's got all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm not about to do that. <laughs> I'm not about to do that. But like, she just seemed 
so happy, mm-hmm. so free. And I knew the only difference between me and her is that she had fully decided to accept and love herself exactly the way she was. To love herself, even if the world felt like she didn't deserve love, even if she didn't meet like traditional beauty standards, body standards, whatever. She just fully embraced her body and loved every inch of it. I was like, oh. Oh, I need to watch this more often. I needed to consume and see other people who look like me mm-hmm. or who are struggling with the same things or seem to be happy. There was another lady. I cannot think of her handle. I'm so sorry, but she's also amazing. Um, and I saw her, she was in New York. I actually met her in New York one time. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was totally fangirled out. So I was like, I follow you on Instagram. And my arms are out right now because of you. <laughs> Because I never would have my arms out because my arms are, (laughs) (laughs) I used to call them tharms because they're like, they're like thigh arms. Oh my gosh. They're so big and they're big for my (laughs) thighs, right? Like there are people who might weigh more than me, but their arms are smaller than mine. But my arms are really big and they also have like cellulite. Like who has cellulite in their arms? I do. And so I used to call them my tharms. And I did not want to show them. So I always were like, I like, you're not about to see these arms. And even in the summer, I don't care <laughs> because I feel like, no. So it's the summer. I got on like a cardigan. I got on something. And I started seeing this girl and she did this whole photo shoot and her arms were big like mine. I was like, mm-hmm. so she just got a photo shoot with her arms out like that? I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> I did not feel, let me just tell y'all, I did not feel good about it. I didn't feel good about having my arms out. Like, I literally did not feel good about having my arms out. But it was just like, I no longer want to be a woman who is not fully showing up and who doesn't fully love and accept herself. And it's 97 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. Why do I have on the cardigan? <laughs> they have a heat stroke out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so then I started having my arms out. And so I just feel like whatever you need to do, whatever messages, because sometimes the messages and the programming that we see um, confirm some of the negative things, right? Or maybe not confirm, but reinforce some of the negative thoughts that we have about ourselves and the negative things mm-hmm. we see say about ourselves. And so you kind of got to get to a different space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even with that, I would, inc- I would, you know what? This is a task for people. I would actually encourage. Come on, task. Um, y'all would, better do this homework too. Yeah. Tell them what homework I would is. encourage y'all to actually schedule a photo shoot, like literally do a photo shoot and whatever it is that you might be self-conscious about. So if it's just your overall body image, schedule a photo shoot, just do one. If it's like your body and it's, you know, maybe you don't concerned about wearing swimsuits, schedule a photo shoot. Even they have all different types of photographers out here. You can do, you can do event photography. You can do boudoir photos if you want to. Like there's a lot of things that you can do, but I think that's honestly one of the things too, that really kind of propelled me on, on my journey. Cause, um, I was getting, I was doing photo because people would just ask me to be their model. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, sure. You just need this for practice or what do you need? So, but when I got the pictures, I'd be like, oh, is that me? 
You know what? Oh, I am cute. 100% support that messaging. 100% support that because I forgot about that. You are, here's the thing with the photo shoot. This is why the photo shoot works, y'all. And I'm learning to love a photo shoot. I'm learning to love a photo shoot. And I, I do them a lot. Here's the thing. The thing about the photo shoot is that you know that you're going to have one. And so unlike your day-to-day -day regular life, because this is just the truth, when you have low self-esteem, your day-to-day -day regular life, you're looking like a bum. And that's just what it is. You're not putting your best foot forward. You're not doing your best work out here. Do you know what I'm saying? But when it's a photo shoot, like you probably got a new outfit or you figured out the best outfit, the one that you look the best in, the one that you feel the best in. You've taken the time to style your hair a certain way. You've taken the time to do your makeup a certain way. And so now you do this photo shoot, awkward as all get out, especially if you do the first one. It's like, ooh, this is so cringeworthy. But then you get those photos and you be like, girl, Right. kind of cute, right? Like, girl, I'm looking like something. I think that we often compare our day-to-day -day regular self to women who are intentional about their style and their look, right? I think that's what happens. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I don't look as good as her. We also didn't put in as much work. But that's just the truth, right? Like, um... My, my clothes too big or they too small. They're not in style or there's something I don't like or they're ill-fitting, right? I didn't really style my hair in a way that I love. I don't know what I'm doing with my makeup. She's got a makeup. She's got a different type of skincare. Like she is intentional. We are often comparing ourselves, our morning selves, our I woke up like this selves to Beyonce, right? And it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But the truth is, Beyonce did not wake up like that. Beyonce has had great skincare for a very long time. Best skincare that money can buy. Beyonce did not wake up like that. She mm -hmm. paid extra for those bundles. And it's the best type of bundles. And she paid extra for that silk thing that she put on her head. And, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so that her hair don't wake up crazy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, they put in some work. They've been extremely intentional. Look at us. We so cute. But when I asked her if she could do this, um, if she could be my co-host today, she was like, yeah, can I do it at seven o'clock? Cause I gotta be on camera. Do you know what that mean? It meant I'm not just about to roll up looking away. <laughs> yes, I can do it, but I need time to get myself, you know, presentable. I need to get, and I don't know what you did, but you cute, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's another reason I was prepared to do it today, too, because my hair's got a little something. My nails are done. I put makeup on today, right? So sometimes we're comparing ourselves to people who have put in, who have been intentional about making themselves look a certain way. And when you do the photo shoot, you are intentional and then you can see like, okay, I look real good. Yeah. And we have to, we have to start making decisions based off of our future self so like we always say well when i get here when i get here when i get here even even i in business have had to think okay but i know one day that i want to be like the best businesswoman out there so what would she do in this situation and then i move that way like okay so my my future self clearly has high self-esteem. So what would my future self do with this high self-esteem? Well, I would probably go over here and talk to these handsome guys over here and see what they're talking about. So let me go ahead and do that. Love <laughs> you know? it. Like think of what, my, what would my future self be doing? What am I waiting for? And let me do it now. Yeah. 
I love that because that brings the future closer to closer at hand. Exactly. Right? It's, it's not going to get there by me waiting for it to come. It, it brings it here when I start to operate in that space. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love that. Um, I think we're done, y'all. This has been so good. Did y'all love Takara? I loved you, Takara. This is good. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a good conversation. Oh, Speaking of looking super cute, let me give a shout out to the sponsor for this podcast episode, Olivia Hayward. Y'all see these earrings? Are you wearing Olivia's earrings too? And we did not plan that. Okay. That lets you know right there that these earrings, this ear candy is serious. Um, they are handmade. They're custom. They're small batches. You can go to oliviahayward.com to get you a pair. Um, listen, use the code COURAGE. To save 10%, again, thank you, Olivia, for being a sponsor for this episode. Now, if you guys are interested in being a sponsor or sponsoring an episode, just send me an email at courage at couragemolina.com. I'm laughing because Takar said she sent me an email that I never saw. <laughs> but send me, send me an email at um, send me an email at courage at couragemolina.com and let me know that you are interested in being a sponsor and then I'll reach out to you to see if it's a good fit. This is obviously a good fit because I actually wear them all the time and so it's an easy yes um and we'll see you know what that looks like for us what type of partnership that looks like um takar is there anything you want to tell them where can they find tell them where they can find more they didn't get enough of you i'm <laughs> telling you right now they're like you know what we did not get enough of takara we know what where to find courage where can they find takara Y'all can find me following Courage, but you can find me <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> so it is a Takara underscore Renee, T-A-C-C-A-R-R-A underscore R-E-N-E-E, -E, Takara Renee. And that is my name on basically all social handles. So Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok is Oh, you on TikTok over there? I am. You what know, you doing on TikTok? I'm over there hanging yeah. with the young folks. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come over there and see what y'all young is doing. I'm gonna come, come over yeah, there. Come on over there. They real interactive over there on TikTok. I like it over there. Okay, let me come. Let me find out. Listen, you don't have to worry if you didn't get written down. Like I said before, it's all in the show notes in the description if you're watching it on YouTube. Now, if you love this, then I want you to share it with somebody that you love. Um, and I want you to write a review, whether you're listening on Spotify or on, what is it? What is Apple calling? There's not I, um, iTunes. It's uh, not Apple, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yes. Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts or Google or Podbean or whatever. Write a review. Let us know that you love it and share and be sure to add us. All right. I think that's it. I love y'all. I cannot wait till next week. So I guess I will see y'all next week. Later.